Welcome back. Well, the three conclusions I reached in looking at Paul's life was that we are not created for easy. You know, the first one is, is I think, is tough for us to understand, but we are not created for an easy life. The purpose of God and God with, and, and God in our life is not to give us an easy life. It might be to give us a better life, but better is not always easier. God never promises that he's going to work out everything the way that we want. But he does promise us presence to direct our step. And the second thing I felt like I learned was that we need to understand that God provides differently than how we would expect. There's a different definition of how God provides. Because so often we think that God gets rid of the problem. That's the way God provides. You know, that's the way we provide for our children. We take it away. We deal with it. We keep them from it. We keep them from harm. There certainly are situations in our life that that is the way that God provides for us. But most of the time, that's God, not the way that God provides for us. But what God does provide is himself. And just like when he said no to Paul with respect to his thorns, he said his presence is sufficient. I don't promise you I'm going to do everything the way that you want to do it, but my presence is sufficient. I will be directing your steps. And the last question is probably the hardest one, and it's why. Why, why does God do things this way? You know, why, why is God allowing this suffering? You know, why does God say no but provide us the presence? There has to be a reason for that. And, you know, why is God not concerned about your comfort? Why is God not more concerned about your comfort? And the answer to that, I believe, is that we need storms. That God's plan for delivering us from a storm is greater than our need for relief from the storm. And really, this is the answer that you can give to anybody that doesn't believe in God or is indifferent to God. Just a proper understanding that how God uses the trials and the storms in our life to change us, to bring us closer to Him, to seek Him. You know, we need trials because we need to learn these things. We need to struggle because we learn when we struggle. We learn when we have tough times. We just do not learn in the same way when we don't have tough times. I think all of us would see that. We don't necessarily like that. I know for myself, I'd much rather learn the other way. But I can't argue with the results. I can't argue with the changes that have happened in my own life with the result of the things that have happened to me, the pain, the suffering. I think all of us can see that and see how that can be part of God's plan because God ultimately is concerned about our character. It's concerned about us. It's not concerned about our comfort. It's concerned about us. It's concerned about what he can do through a storm to change us and how that storm can change us. And that, that is what I mean when I say God's plan for delivering us from a storm is more important than our need to be relieved from the storm. You know, our focus is, is get rid of the storm. I don't want to deal with it. 
but God has a greater plan. And that greater plan is how that storm can change our life, how that storm can be used in our life. And while there might be suffering or misery or agony or all these different things that we have to deal with, uh, those are God's tools. Those are God's greatest tools, I believe. His greatest of tools for increasing our faith, maturing us, changing us. So the answer here is that there's a higher form of love. You know, God can change our circumstances or he can change us. And God chooses to change us through our circumstances, not to remove us from these circumstances, but to use them to change us. And it's a higher form of love. It's a greater form of love. And while a lot of people would say, well, God doesn't really love you because God does allow you to go through these things, I would disagree with that. I would disagree with an atheist that concludes that God does not exist because if God did exist, a loving God would never allow these types of things to happen to you. You know, God doesn't waste your pain. God would never allow any kind of difficulty in your life without having a purpose, and I believe that. And that's something that I've had to tell myself over and over and over again. And while I didn't necessarily know why the things that were happening to me were happening, I was assured that in faith that, that they were happening for a reason. God was using them. So let me close today by just challenging you, and I have several challenges for you, um, challenges that really f for myself and I just want to share with you as well. And the first challenge is don't waste your tough times. Don't waste them because you don't have a choice. You know, it, it'd be nice if we had a choice, but we don't. You know, Jesus promised us tribulation. Not that we might have tribulation, or we could have tribulation, or maybe if we, were not, if we didn't go to church, we will have tribulation. Jesus said we will have tribulation. In this world, we will have tribulation. We don't get a choice. And I think most of us, if we were allowed to choose, we would certainly choose to pass when it comes to tough times and suffering. But we don't, we're not given a choice. This is the way God sets it up. This is the way God wants to do it. And so that challenge to you is that it's recognition of your purpose. I mean, we are here not for fun, not for an easy life, not for a prosperous life. We are here to glorify God. I mean, that is our job. And bringing glory to God is not fun, and it's not easy. But I believe the deepest level of suffering, the, deep, the deepest level of glory that we can bring to God is suffering. That you will go through times in your life that you will be called to suffer. I've been going through a big one for the last decade. And it's not a lot of fun. And I didn't really enjoy it. I saw a lot of positive things coming out of it. I certainly would have much rather do things differently. But that's what God does. Calls you to suffer. It's not going to be fun. He calls you to persevere through these time periods. So my challenge to you is to, is to, is to not waste that. Stop fighting it. Recognize that your tough times have a purpose. 
God would never allow these things in your life without there being a purpose. And the sooner you recognize that, I think the sooner you will be able to embrace the changes that God can bring into your life. And if you don't embrace that, you're not going to see those changes. You're not going to welcome those changes. You're going to be wasting your tough times. And they're going to come whether you want them or not. So you might as well stop fighting them. If you're going to have the pain, why don't you grow? I mean, that just, that's probably been one of the most difficult things for me to recognize. Yes, it's not, I'm a fixer. I like to control things. This is not an area that I have a choice. And I don't really understand. But it's not about understanding. It's not about choice. It's about recognition of the purpose. Because God is more concerned about you than your comfort. One of my favorite quotes is from Joyce Meyer. And it's the key, the key to storms is what happens in us when storms happen to us. The key is what happens in us when storms happen to us. And I really believe that that's the key to it all, to not wasting your tough times, to embracing the trials that you have going on in your life. I mean, do you view them as an obstacle or is it an opportunity? Is it an opportunity for God? You know, something that was always very annoying to me in the past were people who just seemed to thrive during the tough times. And that was always very confusing to me. How can you be, I always thought they were in denial. Haven't you ever met someone who was just thriving even though the world around them was crumbling? How did they do that? Well, I think in its essence, they stopped trying to be in control, stopped trying to fight their battles, and they embraced their battles. They embraced God's role in those battles and how they changed their life. And my second challenge to you would be how you act in your trials is your testimony. How you act in your trials is your testimony. And I don't know of any other greater way to show what someone believes than how they act during their trials. I think it says more about a person than anything else in their life. You know, we give a lot of lip service to the Christian faith and to church, and sometimes we don't behave accordingly. But there's no greater testimony, I believe, that you have in your life than how you act in your, in your trials. And this is something that was very surprising to me, how much people watch you. They watch what you say. They watch what you act. They watch how you talk to your wife when you're going through a trial because it really shows what people believe. It really shows what's important to them. And my last challenge to you is to stop asking why. You know, I started out the introduction by mentioning some questions that I wanted to ask, questions like, why do we suffer? You know, why are these things happening? I'm an analytical person. I like answers. I like cause and effects. I want to know why things are happening. But I came to the conclusion that why doesn't really help. Knowing why doesn't really help you become more obedient, and it doesn't help you deal with your problems any better. You know, it's nice to know why the things are happening in our life, why we're suffering, but knowing why doesn't make the suffering go away, and it doesn't make the suffering deal with it. It doesn't help us to deal with our suffering any better. So my encouragement to you is to, be stop, is to stop asking why. 
because why is not as powerful as we think it is. And it doesn't really help us as much as we think it does. Well, that pretty much wraps up our time today. Uh, next, next time, we're going to go into a little bit more scripture, and particularly Romans 8, 28, which I think is probably the most popular, uh, popular verse in the Bible. And we'll talk a little bit more about this process that God leads us through our trials. And I'll look forward to talking to you then.